Okay. Yes. All recording. Yes. Looking good. All good. So. All Gucci. Okay. Right. Uh, Has you're taking us away with this one. I right? am. One second. <laughs> <laughs> I am in a moment. So I'm like severely reclined in my chair, so I'm just sitting up. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that severe recline. Welcome to the Grief Burrito Podcast. I am Harrison Wilde, and that wonderfully wispy and positively distant individual over there is Jordan Shenton. Say hello, J-Man. Hello. Thank you very much. Please tell the lovely listeners what we are and what we're doing today. We are a video game, movie, and entertainment podcast here to make your lockdown blues into schmocked and blooms. Wow, <laughs> rhyming. Wonderful. Well Incredibly hot. <laughs> we are here. Hopefully, to make your day a little better. Definitely. That is right. We have today a lovely special guest that you've brought to us yourself this time. The one and only Laura G. Hi. You may be familiar with her work. If not, Laura, would you care to tell our listeners what the ass you do? (laughs) Hi. um, I draw comics and illustration. Uh, By day, I do graphic design, kind of for online learning. But yeah, mostly comics and stuff. So I'm, I'm an artist. A very good one, might I add. Thank you. So just before we begin, Laura, Mm. I would like to cordially invite you to play Games Unsuitably Accurately Characterized, (laughs) or GWAC for short. (laughs) Uh, So we're going to have to let Haz join as well, otherwise he gets really upset. Shut fire! Oh wait, you can hear me. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) So are you happy to join in, have a quick game of this? Yeah, sounds good. Okay, perfect. So... I wish she said no. I've got a pick now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be uh, a bit no. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> this, this, that sounds like a terrible idea. I'm done with both of you. <laughs> just clicks off. <laughs> uh, right then. So, I've got a pick now, actually. I probably should have picked beforehand. Yeah, probably. I've got a bunch. Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, let's go with this one. Okay. In the not-too-distant future, all of humanity has been wiped out and there is no trace of life. The only voice is a man, or maybe a machine on the radio playing music for no human ears to hear. The landscape looks much like a normal city. Some may call it paradise, but machines have taken over, hellbent on destroying their surroundings and any other machine that looks different from themselves. What game do you think that is? Uh, You didn't explain what guac is. Oh, sorry. Uh, Guac is, (laughs) I describe, I describe a game accurately, but not from the viewpoint you'd usually find in the game. So it'd be like Abe's Odyssey is the example we always use. Uh, which is just a game about a cleaner who's not really happy with the snack choices. So he goes on a, a grand adventure <laughs> to try and find better snacks. And not be the snacks. Exactly. Spoilers. Yes. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. So what do you guys think that game is? Um, Animal Crossing. With androids? Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> I never said androids. I never okay, said androids. You said robots, didn't you? I said machine. Machine. Okay. Uh, um, I can open your ear balls. Is it near automata? It is. I feel like that would be a bit too on the nose. If it, it'd be like way too accurate on the robo nose on the smell unit. <laughs> uh, so can you can you read it again one more time for me? No problem. So in the not too distant future, all of humanity has been wiped out, and there is no trace of life. The only voice is a man or maybe a machine on the radio playing music for no ears to hear. The landscape looks much like a normal city. Some may call it paradise, but machines have taken over, hellbent on destroying their surroundings and any other machines that look different from their own or each other. Whatever. <laughs> Same thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, I really don't know. That's really I, hard. I have no idea. Okay. Uh, do you want clue one? Yes, give us a clue one. Yeah. Guns and Roses fans really like the title of the game. <laughs> um, oh, God. I don't know. Uh, welcome to the jungle. No, <laughs> I've never heard of a game called that. I haven't. I can either. give you this. I can give you a second, uh, second clue. Paradise City. I'm just thinking of Guns N' Roses songs now. No, that's not the title of the game. Okay, so I can give you the second clue. Okay. Uh, if you played a game for too long, you'd feel a little what out. Oh, spaced out. Um. Not spaced Locked out. out. No. It's like when when you when when you do something for too long, you start getting tired. Uh, 
Hungry. Tired. What's I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a really difficult one. It is. It is. It, it's really hard, yeah. Okay. Do you want me yeah, to? Yeah, I think you've got to give it to us. It's Burnout Paradise. Ah. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me, yeah, that makes sense. Burnout. I did try and put like paradise in the description <laughs> to try and like give you a little something but i said paradise city and i feel like i should have got it <laughs> get half a point I mean, for that one okay whoa whoa who's delegating points <laughs> <laughs> Christ, is this the second episode in a row where i'm gonna have to be like fuck it you take it <laughs> right well thank you for playing that round thank you, uh, thank you. yeah it's the first one where we've had a loss uh no didn't i lose one last week i think i think i may have lost one already Oh, maybe. I don't know. I'm clearly not keeping track of no, this no. very well. You need to get up a chart. I want to see a spreadsheet of my yearly losses and profits. I do love a spreadsheet, to yeah. be fair. You're an Excel man. Shall we move on to actually interviewing we Laura? We should, yes. Are you ready, Laura? Prepare yourself to be interviewed. I'm ready. Go okay, for it. what pose are you in? Is it like a yoga pose? Um, No, I'm... I don't know. Uh, I'd like you to do warrior pose. It's like arms straight out. <laughs> I'll have to so. put myself on webcam just to show you what I'm doing. <laughs> what is it like? I just hear shit smashing in the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. First of all, I've got to say that your art is absolutely amazing. Thank you. Really, really impressed with all of it. There's two pieces that I particularly love. One is the year of the rat on your sketches and the dragon with the tree antlers that you did. The one that's kind of, it's almost like lion hybrid-esque design. Oh, I know the one, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. It's, it reminds me so much of, I thought it reminded me of Shere Khan from The Jungle Book. I think it's just because of his nose. Mm. Um, but it's very like Disney reminiscent and I absolutely love that. You've Thank got you. like a really, it's, I don't know, it's hard to place your design style because you, you've got quite a plethora of different styles across your website, haven't you? Yeah, it, it it's it's difficult for me as well because I don't know what to settle on. Um, one one minute it can be, like you said, Disney styled, um, but the next minute I can go into something really gritty and it's very black and white and comic book looking. Um, yeah, definitely. So it, it depends. It seems to depend on my mood. So one moment I'll be into really happy, kind of colorful stuff, and then the next minute, uh, you know, I'll want to do something a bit more mature. Um, and I kind of. Oh alternate between the two of them a lot yeah so. i think that's really great impressive range to have though isn't it yeah, yeah. like having that like oh i'm really happy and nice today and then it's like <laughs> this guy's being blown apart yeah yeah <laughs> i i think i confuse my followers because one minute i'll be drawing a happy little spyro picture and the next minute i'm drawing a soldier beating someone up so it's just yeah. there's no consistency at all Hey, it, it, I think there's definitely, I wouldn't say there's no consistency. There is consist, consistency. I can barely speak. Um, but it is definitely... Starstruck. Is yeah, what no, it is. I'm just like, oh God, the artwork. Uh, but there's like a defi definite um, either end of the spectrum that you're going for. But I think that's great because you sort of, you catch your fans not knowing that they want to see that because they're not expecting it. Yeah, I, I think... And then they're um, amazed by it still. <laughs> well, I think the the people that follow me um, seem to be from two different sort of fan groups. Um, okay. So, so one minute I'll be drawing something happy, and then I'll have I'll notice certain names pop up who are liking my artwork, and then the next minute I'm posting something, you know, like a comic book, a very military heavy comic mm -hmm. style page or something, and then I'll notice that other people who follow me start liking that. Um, so yeah, it just depends really on what I fancy drawing at that time. Okay. Do you do you have any like favorite artists off the top of your head or like pieces that help? Oh help, yeah. Help like staple your styles. Yeah, there's this one guy. Um, he actually did the concept art for Fallout Three. A guy called Adam Adamowitz, and okay. I absolutely love his stuff. I don't know if you've seen it, but um, he he so. he draws really. It's it's a lot of it's very sketchy and quite quick looking, but he has so much character in everything he does, and everything's got. A story behind it. Um, he, uh, yeah, he was he was one of my favorites. He put me through university with all the inspiration and stuff. Oh, basically, wow. he was great. Um, unfortunately, he passed away some years ago. But um, oh, I, I absolutely loved his work at the time. You know, when he was uh, when he was creating it. it yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's 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 really really impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's fab. The entire thing of like everything having a story as well, like having a backstory. Mm. No matter what it is within his art, 
It's amazing because that's the entire thing about the Fallout yeah, universe, I isn't think... it? Like, if you look around, yeah. like, there'll be people sat on a pier, like, skeletons holding hands mm. and stuff like that. It's just that level of detail within the world where you know things have just been going on and people have been living there. Exactly. I, I like that about artwork. I like when I see something and I can understand the kind of world that it fits into. Um, I think my problem that I had with my artwork for so long is that it was just, I was sketching things, but I was like, well, why am I drawing this? Is there a reason for it? But I like to give things narrative now. Um, and Adam's work uh, really kind of helped me to understand what I wanted to do. Um, so yeah, his, his artwork, I think, was my main inspiration. Right, cool. And are there any other kind of artists on the other end of the spectrum that have inspired you? Um... Oh gosh, there's uh, a guy called Stephen Silver, who's a character artist. Um, I actually did one of his workshops for three days. Oh wow! Um, yeah, he, he was amazing, and he's just such a good. He, he's got a very good presence about him. He's really motivational. He does a lot of uh, motivational speaking as well as artwork. So, but his stuff's a lot more cartoony than Adams. Um, okay. But I love how expressive his stuff is and how he get. I, I try to nail expressions, but I just can't do it the way that he can. <laughs> so that's kind of where um, I get motivation for drawing characters, I think, from him. Right, very cool. I'd, I'd say that your, the emotions on your characters are really good, especially the ones that I've seen anyway. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, a, you know, it's a learning curve. I think I'm still learning. And uh, there's stuff that I'm trying that... I think sometimes it's it's good to break out of your comfort zone. I think I was trying to draw pretty much the same sort of style stuff for too long. I, I don't know what that if, if that makes any sense, but um, no, I, I was just you. drawing kind of like the same expressions over and over again. Um, but it's good to branch out and, and try new things. And I think uh, you know, as an artist, it really helps to keep like a sketchbook and um, do lots of studying from from life as well as from the internet, um, just so that you can get kind of a library in your head of images that you can use to um to draw characters and to draw comics that sort of thing yeah definitely i mean i think i think with the style that you have and i think part of what's causing this thought is the way that you shade your images is that your work would translate really really well into tattoos have you ever thought about that i've uh, i've been asked about it but um I, you know you think like me as an, a tattoo artist or to, to pass it on to someone to do them uh, either. I mean, I don't know if you've ever tried drawing on skin, but it's very different than drawing on paper. But <laughs> yeah. I know a couple of people who have transitioned onto it and have been absolutely amazing. But mm. I, I, there's a couple of pieces that the way you've laid them out that read very well as tattoos. Like the death claw one that you did is absolutely phenomenal. <laughs> Thank you. Really, I, I really think um, I have been asked about it and I have thought about it. I wouldn't mind if somebody wanted me to do something like that for them. Then I'd be more than happy to do that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll give it a go sometime. Leading into it, this is my first time tattooing anyone. <laughs> like, what? Uh, I don't think I'll actually try and draw into people's skin. I'd, I'd screw that up, but I'll, I'm happy to... The end. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the control Z on this? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so your, your artwork as well. So I remember when Fallout... I think it was Fallout 76 when the stream was coming on. Mm. Uh, you had your artwork featured by Bethesda on livestream, didn't you? Yes, it was uh, during E3. Um, quite a few people did. It wasn't just me. There was lots of uh, my friends um, who I actually met through various conventions and so on. Um, yeah, they were featuring a bunch of us, which was kind of cool. That's amazingly cool. Yeah. <laughs> it was really strange seeing uh, seeing my artwork pop up on screen when uh, you know millions of people were watching E3. So uh, yeah, I it was bet. interesting. Oh, it was it was kind of cool. Just, just, well, yeah, cool. just downplay it. Yeah, it's was, fine. I was screaming when it happened, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> because we're we're predominantly a gaming podcast, as you probably know. So I would, I want to get on to the comic that you're currently working on. So do you want to fill the listeners in on what it is you're actually doing? Yeah, sure. It's um. Well, it, it's a Fallout fan comic. Um, I'm just doing it purely because I enjoy the, the world that much. Yeah. It's really geeky, but I, I absolutely love it. One of the reasons I love the game is because I love the world. Um, I could read books about it. If they made a movie, I'd love to watch that. You know, it'd be so good. But there's um, the, the comic that I'm doing, it's set between games three and four. There's okay. a period of a few, I think it's about 20 years. Oh my God, correct me if I'm wrong. But there's, there's a period of time between the two games where 
there's just lots of opportunity for things to happen. Um, and my favorite faction, the Brotherhood of Steel, uh, especially has a lot that goes on between those uh, between those games. So it's my interpretation of how things would, um, you know, pan out. And <laughs> it's it's difficult sometimes because um, people have their own ideas of what they uh, expect from the games, and you know that what they think the law would be. So this, you know, it is purely my take on it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just for me to be creative with something that I really love. So, uh, but yeah, it's it's mostly focused on the Brotherhood of Steel because I absolutely love that faction. They're so good. <laughs> yeah, Jordan's been telling me about a particular character that you like. Oh God, I knew this. Was right. we'll, we'll get onto that. We'll get onto that. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to get the shock value, Harrison. Oh, sorry. <laughs> it's, it's all right. Don't worry. So. Like you said, like this is your interpretation on what happened within that time period. Mm. Are you finding it difficult all trying to expand on like pre-existing lore within a universe? It is a bit, yeah, because um, the, the the hardest thing for me is is drawing it. I mean, it's it's one thing to write it all out and have an idea of how you think things would pan out, um, but then drawing it is uh, is another thing entirely, especially when there's a lot of vehicles and. Uh, You've got, you know, vertibirds and all these kind of machines. Um, and yeah, like, you've got the narrative uh, problem with this as well, where people, like I said, have their own idea of how they think the games uh, took place during, or, you know, how the world unfolded in that time period. So you may get some people saying, oh, you know, this isn't how I expected things to happen, or this isn't how things happen in my head. So you've always got that. But at the end of the day, it's a fan comic and... It's open to interpretation, I think. Um, it, everything's up for debate. You know, if someone tells me that they saw things happening this way instead of that way, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. Um, that's cool. We'll draw your own fucking comic. <laughs> <laughs> that's nice, but you're wrong. Um. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had some people in the past uh, message me on Instagram when they saw uh, one of the pages saying, oh, I didn't expect Paladin Krieg to look like that. And I just thought, well, you know, there's no concrete evidence to show what he you know he looks like this or he looks like that it's just how i interpret him so how did he always have a helmet on no he wasn't even in the games he's just referred to by another character okay yeah there's no um there's actually no information about him other than a few lines of dialogue well that's great that you've expanded on that kind of thing though i think that's yeah i I think it's cool because i i just love the world so much and i love the brotherhood and i just i i love to create little stories in my head and if I can draw those and other people enjoy it too, then it's just the icing on the cake, really. It's it's cool. I enjoy it. It's such like a noble way of doing it. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like, holy shit. <laughs> this is it's probably a bad time to mention. Harrison doesn't actually like Fallout. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to see his reaction to this, if I'm honest. Yeah, no, I, but I I appreciate Fallout entirely as I've watched from like a backseat gamer perspective watching my brother play through it watching my dad play through it um so i i can appreciate it it's just a game that's never captured me and and it's not particularly just fallout it's all of the bethesda games so like i i I get a lot of stick for not liking skyrim either or oblivion or any of the elder scrolls titles the only one i've really liked by them is doom if i'm honest i think that's fine i mean you know everyone's got their own tastes and i i I wouldn't expect people to you know, love absolutely everything. If if you're talking to someone and they say they like something and you don't, then there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. I, I'm like that with certain games as well. Like I, I've tried to play other titles. Like I played Mass Effect for a bit and Bioshock and they were really good games, but I just couldn't, th- there's just something about Fallout that just stuck with me. And I think it's, it is the world. I think even if it wasn't a game, I would still love to read about it or watch a Netflix series or something. It's just so cool to me. Um, yeah, I, I completely yeah, agree with that. And I think there's a lot of games now that would really benefit from being, but because we've got services like Netflix, universe. yeah, we've got mm. studios that are willing to put millions and millions of pounds and dollars into a franchise that might have to be rated R. So maybe wouldn't do very well at the cinema, but when you've got it on a service like that, when someone is subscribed and they know what they're getting into, they know there's going to be swearing, they know there's going to be violence, 
but that's okay because that's what they want and the studios are fine with it so all of these things whether it's you know like you said bioshock could make a great series set in rapture that would be amazing as me and jordan have spoken about loads and loads of times fallout would be great i mean metroid would be amazing to be a rated Mm. r thing you could do absolutely loads of these franchises exactly and i think these these games as well they're so they're so expansive there's so much to them um there's so much lore there's so much history i think to to stuff it all into a a movie for the cinema for like you know an hour and a half you couldn't do that with some of them no i think it's you know fallout would be an amazing netflix show there's actually um there's a fan film on youtube i can't remember the name of it there's a couple of them i think one of them is called nuka something all right if we can find them i'll stick them in the show notes after yeah they're really good um you know if if we had something like that on netflix you know as a full series i think that'd be awesome yeah yeah i agree i think I think the world's ripe for that kind of like mini story kind of goings on. Like mm. like we said about Bioshock, they didn't do a film if they did like a uh, a series just individual oh, like stories an anthology by theory, different people. like um Love Death and Robots. Exactly, yeah. So it's but it's all set around the same location. So like let's use for example like um is it Paradise Falls? Yeah. In Fallout 3. Yeah. The slave of that place. alone as as like a standalone story that was like 20 30 minutes about like a new person coming in and coming to grips with becoming a slaver mm. like that would be amazing and then you've got other stories like the brotherhood holding a police station or something like that these little things that just kind of come together and ma- like they build a world themselves yeah. it doesn't need some massive overarching story to show how cool the entire thing is yeah, there's there's lots of different timelines and stuff, and you know there's stories within the world that a lot of players don't even see sometimes. So you, you know you've got your main quests, and then you finish that, and a lot you know some people might just be done with the game then. But there's also these little stories that you could really expand on in a series. I think. Yeah, that's some, that's something I definitely appreciate about the game. Uh, there's. I don't know if you're familiar with a, a new series that's just come out, actually. It was one of my weekly recommends a few weeks ago, I think. It's called Tales from the Loop. Have you heard of that? No, no I've never heard of that. No, it's uh, there's an artist called uh, Stephen Stellenhag. Have you heard of him? Oh, sorry, Simon Stellenhag. No, I've not heard no, of him. No, <laughs> he does... It's, it's very... It's like the world before Fallout, almost. So it's like... This weird, he does scenes of like families in the countryside, like normal, and then there'll be like a giant mech stood in the background, or like a massive UFO in the fog floating. It's always like this weird, ominous kind of feeling to that his sounds paintings. Sounds like something I would love. <laughs> Check it out. I guarantee you will like the images because they are beautiful. But someone's. I feel like I recognise this from somewhere. Yeah, I, I, we've spoken about it before. Yeah. Um, so he, he did a book series called Tales from the Loop, which is just all these random paintings um, running through the series. And Amazon Prime picked up the book for a series and they based episodes around each of the pieces of art based around this strange town that has this weird facility underneath it called The Loop. And it's just about all this weird stuff happening. If you've got Amazon Prime or get the seven day free trial, just get on there and just smash out the whole series. It's not that long, but they're all really weird. Um, oh, that sounds sci-fi. like something I would absolutely love. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have a look at Check that. that You'll have to, uh, to send me the name of it later on, just in case I forget. I will do. I'll stick it in the chat now while I remember. <laughs> so how, how I, know it's, I should never ask this question, but how far are you along with this? Are you like still in the infancy of it and still doing rough stuff? Or um, Well, the first, I would say up to the first end of the first chapter is written uh i've done two pages kind of finalized but the sketches for the next three or four pages are also done i just need to get on photoshop and just draw them out um the the difficulty i think is you know when you've got a full-time job and other responsibilities i mean comics they take so long to do uh you could literally spend an entire weekend just doing a few panels um it's, it's finding the time to, to get it done. But uh, the thing that kind of um, set me back a little bit is that I moved house and then I started a new job. So now I'm kind of getting back into the flow of it again. And I think, uh, yeah, you just need to take that time sometimes to just move back and, and think about it and then you can get back into the flow of it. But Don't want to burn yourself out kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think um, 
yeah, it's, it's, it's getting there. And I think a lot of people will enjoy where it's going to go. Um, like I said, this is all, in, you know, it's my interpretation. It's not canon or anything. It's just, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just doing it for my own sake more than anything. But, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy with it. It's, uh, it's all kind of sketched out and I'm working on the next few pages. So they should be done hopefully in the next couple of months. Awesome. Hopefully. Sweet. Yeah. I yeah. look forward to seeing it. I mean, from the standpoint that you're taking though, with it being, like you said, you're doing it just for you you'll mm. get a hell of a lot more passion behind the project anyway. So you yeah. can guarantee it's going to turn out amazing. I, th- I think that's the thing that I need to remind myself is that I need to enjoy making art because I think a lot of people miss that. They they, they draw because they need to you know do commissions or you know they, they draw because they want to get followers on the internet. But I think if mm. you really love what you do, you'll start attracting the right audience. Um, so yeah, it's, it's just something, it's like a passion project, even though it's not my franchise um mm-hmm. it's 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 just something you know that i do in my downtime for yeah just for my own enjoyment i love that that's so good it's like obviously we're nowhere near as talented as you artistically has mm-hmm. might be i'm not i'm terrible I'm not drawing <laughs> i can make things <laughs> <laughs> i can i can build yeah. things but yeah it's like we do this as like uh we enjoy it mm. and we hope other people will enjoy yeah, it because exactly this is just how we like if we listen to this someone else made it this is exactly our sense of humor and exactly what we enjoy mm. so we'd love it so it helps you find like-minded people yeah within that. exactly yeah, and sure. if someone else yeah, yeah that that's kind of someone else um, enjoys it yeah i mean you know like my artwork has has really been it's you know posting it online it's it's been so good because i've met so many amazing people through the fallout community and the artist community and um you know it's it's it all comes from just a place where you really love what you do and then other people notice it and they you know they get to know you and you speak to them and it's it's nice so yeah have you got any advice that you'd give for any new artists that are maybe wanting to get into doing what you're doing or, you know, something similar and are scared to post that first image online? Oh, um... Because I bet that's... It's nerve-wracking. It is. Like, I've posted some of my art online and it is when you do your first ones. It is. I I would say, you know, when it comes to posting online, I would say don't worry too much about other people's opinions, especially if you're just starting out. Don't don't worry about any negative feedback or anything because um, people will be people. (laughs) People are aspects. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah it's uh I, I would just say go for it and over time you'll gradually become more confident and just just keep at it I think is the main thing I I stopped drawing for about gosh two years um just just stopped completely because I had so much going on and this was about five or six years ago um but I, I started to get back into it and I was so rusty at the beginning and I thought, oh, you know, I'm, I'm awful. I'm not going to go anywhere with this. But you've you got to get past that mindset and you just got to keep doing it because, you know, you'll look back a year from now and you'll be happy that you did. Yeah. It's, there's nothing more like I've done the same as you because I, I went to uni to doing art uh, and then went into game design. And I went from doing normal drawings and sculpture in the real world to doing it on a computer. So moving on to Photoshop, you know, with your tablet and everything. And then I was doing Maya, so I was doing 3D sculpts. But after not doing it for ages and coming back to it recently, obviously, because we've all got more time now while we're all stuck inside, I thought I'd start up trying to do some sketches again. And there's nothing more frustrating than having an image in your head, but your hand won't do it. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly what you It's mean. horrible, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's my life. Anytime, like, this would be cool. Oh wait, no. no. <laughs> I feel like my I've been told by a mate of mine that you, you remember Jake, obviously, mm-hmm. um, yeah. has. Uh, Jake also has a Brotherhood of Steel tattoo that he got before, like after Fallout Three in New Vegas, right? And then he wasn't a big fan of the changes that were made to the Brotherhood of Steel in Fallout Four, <laughs> so he was like, "Ah, okay." Yeah. <laughs> he was like, "He was like, right then, better cover this up." But um, yeah, exactly. So he um. He ended up telling me, he was like, look, just drawing and art in general. He's like, it's just like anything. It's like any kind of artistic stuff, like learning guitar. He's like, you'll start pretty bad. Like, even if you're really talented, you just, that's what happens. Yeah, you've you're got to learn. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I always thought it was like, if you're good at art, you're just good at art. That's it. But it's like, he was like, no, I used to do stick figures and they were shocking. <laughs> and now I do concept art. So yeah. 
I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. That's the thing. It's it's a discipline. Um, not not just with you know, getting better and and learning through. I, I I would say you know, drawing from life is really helpful. Having reference. Uh, one of the things I used to do is I used to be terrified of using reference because I thought it was cheating, but it's not. It's it's good to have something in front of you that you can draw. Um, you know, to, to help you understand how things work. Um, you know, going to life drawing classes, I, I do that, and I think that's really handy. But more than anything, it's just making sure you keep to it because art's a lot like going to the gym. You know, mm-hmm. you, your muscles will waste away if you stop, and then, you know, it's you've got to keep at it because um, you get rusty. And I don't mean like your muscles will waste away like to nothing. My I mean, muscles are rusty. <laughs> <laughs> My muscles are rusty. No, I mean. It's not like she, she uses reference. Get her. <laughs> no, it's it's something that um, you've got to just keep at, even when you're not feeling motivated. I think I was struggling with this just yesterday. I had no inspiration. I was finding it really hard to, to do anything, but I just did it anyway because I thought, well, what else am I going to do? It's, you know, it's lockdown. I'm just going to probably binge watch some series on TV. I'd rather do this. I want to get something out of it at the end of the day. So I just powered through and you'll find that when you, when you do that, um, the, the motivation and the inspiration kind of comes to you. It's not the other way around. So yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah. Me and Jordan spoke about the, the other day, didn't we? We're saying about sometimes did, yeah. it's hard to write a, a podcast episode so if you're writing out what you want to do or if we're doing because we when we don't do uh interviews we we tend to do if we do a, like for example the paranormal episodes we do we have to break down stories and plan it out exactly how the episode's going to flow it's not quite as free flow as they are at the moment because and then trying to start that especially when you sat inside all day and can't do anything it is so mm. frustrating, but you do just have to sit there and just be like, right, we're doing it and I'm not going to get up. You just got to plug away yeah. at it yeah. and just like, it, it'll be what it's meant to be. Like it'll be entertaining. It's just at the time you're just looking at websites and getting information together and writing stuff out and rewriting it out and trying to get more. And it just, it's such a daunting task at the beginning mm. because you're like, I've got to make this interesting for people to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to do. It's weird. It you is. just can't be discouraged. I think uh, yeah. any creative uh, endeavor is, it's difficult at the beginning because there's so much scope to what you can do that it almost feels overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it's kind of like how I uh, feel about the comics sometimes. I just, if I'm, in my head, I'll have a script and I'll think, right, you know, this is working quite well. I'm happy with this. I hope other people are going to be happy with it too. But when I try to draw it out, um, if nothing is going right for like the first <laughs> hour, I'll get really frustrated. But usually, you know, it, it takes some time. It's like you've got to warm up first and then eventually the good stuff will start happening. Yeah. Awesome. So do you tend to find that you start with, uh, do you get the storyline in your head first or do you draw an image and you're like okay maybe i'd like to go this way or i think this frame would look really nice so i'd like the story to curve towards somewhere i could use that to be honest it's been a bit of both um there's there's been some sometimes you'll have an idea in your head about how something would look and you think oh that would look really really cool how can i uh, you know, how can I rail the, the story this way? Mm-hmm. Um, how can I shoehorn this in? <laughs> I need it in there now. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. So, you know, I've, I've had some really cool ideas about um, how pages can be uh, laid out. And, uh, you know, I want to get some like cool looking power armor in there. I want to get some uh, vehicles and stuff that I'm not that comfortable with drawing, but I want to push myself to do because um, yeah. I want it to look awesome. Um, and then, you know, I'll, I'll try and find a narrative to, to sort of blend with that. But most of the time, you have to kind of think of the story first and then uh, understand how it's laid out later on because the story is the main driving force with these things, with, with yeah. comics especially. If you don't have a good, solid story, I think uh, it could look really, really pretty but make no sense. Have you ever hidden anything secret in any of your frames? Um, what do you mean? Sorry. It wouldn't be a secret otherwise, would it, I know, but I want to know. I like to be a secrety boy. <laughs> like like little like Easter eggs yeah. in any of the panels oh, or anything right. like that. Uh, no, I haven't, but you've given me an idea to do that now. Yeah, you totally should. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, that's the it's cool idea. a burrito idea. in the corner. Yeah. Yeah, there's got to be a burrito somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we're no, that, we're currently working on 
some with a few artists on some uh, spooky burrito cards, like cryptid cards. So we're doing a card of the Mothman, uh, a card of the Kentucky Goblins, a card of the USS Eldritch. We're doing all sorts. And each one of those is going to have an Easter egg in the image. So it's going to have... There's one about escaping from Area 51. So I think we're going to have me, Jordan, and the guest we had on, Liana, escaping from Area 51, like carrying an alien or something. Oh, that's carrying awesome. Carrying a giant burrito or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> They've been keeping it from us for so <laughs> but long. now it's us. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So let's, I guess, it must take, it's got to take so long to make these comics. The amount of dedication that goes into it is insane. But if we talk about and look at your other artwork for a minute, are you a closet scaly? There's a lot of dragons. No, no. <laughs> I have. Sorry, I had to drop that in there somehow. <laughs> I have absolutely nothing against scalies or furries. You know, whatever makes you happy. But I'm mm-hmm. not. I, 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 actually, a few people have asked me that, and it's, um, you know, it's with a the, prominent the dra- thing online. That's probably why. Probably, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Um, what really constitutes as a furry or a scaly. So, you know, I, I don't know if maybe you have to dress up as one. I don't know how it works. But, no, I, I just love drawing dragons. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to um, – it started off when I was playing Spyro and stuff. I just absolutely loved – I don't know. They, they, there's just no static about – I just love them. I love they drawing them. They're just so fun. It's just bright and colorful and, like, lively. Yeah, yeah. So the design from that um, game is very iconic as well, isn't it? It is. It is it's stunning. And the the – it's just that there's it, there's no static about it that I just really like, mm-hmm. um, and they're very fun to draw. I've been drawing them since I was probably about nine years old, so it's it's kind of like a safety net for me. If I don't have anything else in my <laughs> mind to draw, or if I can't think of anything, I'll just draw some dragons, and that usually sets That's me it. up. So yeah, cool. Something you put on Twitter the other week mm-hmm. where it was like, uh, I feel like I draw Spyro too much, or something <laughs> like that, and then I realised that other artists have just been doing it for the past thirty years. So I'm like, <laughs> yep, whatever. Yeah, exactly. I mean. At the end of the day, if you don't draw things that make you happy, then what's the point? Um, oh, yeah, 100%. It's, you know, I've, I've been drawing Spyro probably since I was about 10 years old because I've played those games for so long. They're just such a big part of my childhood. Um, sometimes I do think, oh, maybe I draw this one topic a bit too much, but it's because I like it. And when you're a kid and when you're, you know, you're getting into art, you, you the whole point is that you enjoy it. So yeah, I don't think, yeah. I don't think you should stop drawing what you like. It's no, fine. And like when I'm, for, for example, if I'm looking for reference stuff on, I don't know, Pinterest or Instagram, whatever I'm using, if I'm scrolling through and say, I'm looking at pictures or like, I think the design of Metro, uh, Samus's armor from Metroid is absolutely amazing. So mm-hmm. when I was writing some stuff for a script idea, I was scrolling through reference images of the power armor that she wears. And I, there's no point where I got to like going, oh, I'm sick of looking at this. I'm not going to look at it anymore. You know, it's, you can't get tired of stuff you love. It's, you know. No, exactly. And that, that's the one thing that I've, I've always vouched is that, you know, with, with anything creative, it's, it's got to come from the heart. And I know that sounds really cheesy, but <laughs> it, it's true. put some really like cheesy music in there. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's... I think you find it so cheesy. Yeah. Um, oh, God's sake. <laughs> But no, it's it's true. I I do think that it's um, it's it's something that I think it brings inspired. It inspires us. That makes no sense what I just said. But you know, it's it's good to love things. I think it's it's good. (laughs) It's good to be happy. (laughs) It's a good point of reference, especially with you saying about it being something you love when you were younger. Mm. Because it's the same with Has and Metroid Mm -hmm. and Zelda. So you obviously love in the power armor and stuff like that. Um, it it just falls from like it's something you love looking at and it's been something you've loved since you were younger so it's like solidified in your brain yeah exactly so I, I feel like we should go on to Fallout yeah. like hardcore Fallout <laughs> in so why so I'm sure you won't mind me telling people this Laura if you do I'll just bleep it I know where this is going um, it's fine it, yeah it's fine <laughs> so I I remoted on to, or like went on Discord and like shared screens to make sure everything was set up for the uh, the interview with Laura. <laughs> and what was your desktop background, Laura? Oh, God. <laughs> no, it's, it's just a picture of Paladin Dance. I just like Paladin Dance, okay? It's fine. He's just... <laughs> he clothes on at least? What are we talking? Yes, he had clothes on. She, she made a point of moving the window. Like, look, he's got clothes on. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, what... 
why are you why are you making sure I know this? Because <laughs> I know you'll assume that's why. Yeah. So we worked out yeah, that you're not a furry or a scaly, which we have no problems with, just to say that. But are you a dancy? What is a dancy? I don't know. Someone whatever, <laughs> whatever you whatever are. You are yeah. <laughs> I'm like the only category. person in the world who's this this category. Um so, <laughs> What is it about dance then? So obviously, I'm I'm well aware that you have this massive love for dance, <laughs> Paladin dance from Fallout Four. To be honest, honestly, God, it's like at the beginning, um, I just there's something about his character arc in Fallout Four that I just I, I felt so sad. It he's a he's got a very sad story, and uh, it was the first time I've ever played a game and got upset when I had to make a choice. <laughs> Oh, wow, okay. um so so there's that and he's he's got you know there's a lot of potential to his character i just thought he was really really cool the way that they kind of wrote his character into the game um yeah he's just he's just a cool character i just think he's really you know th- there's a lot of potential there um for expanding on his story arc i think and yeah i don't know I, there's no judgment or anything like that it's fine <laughs> i judge you it's just- i don't <laughs> <laughs> What was the wording we used? I'm scrolling through my phone to find it. I, I said to, to Harrison something about like something about Paladin dance, <laughs> and he googled him, and he was just like, "To be fair," I was like, "Here's a tall glass of water." <laughs> to be fair, what was it you well, said? I'm trying to find. You know it. that my does phone. help. Yeah, l- knowing that we're all in the same boat. Yeah, so, not as much as you. You've it. got a massive boat, and we've got like. A Whoa. Paladin. Okay. <laughs> I've got to be honest um, as, as well. If you ever go on Tumblr and type his name in, you you'll be presented with all sorts of things. <laughs> Is that? <laughs> Thanks. I'll I'll make sure to bear that Back in mind. To my WAP list. Uh, there you go. That's what he said. He said, "But he's a tasty dish." Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> that was Harrison's. Uh... See, there, there's me trying to be all you know philosophical about it. Like, yeah, he's got such a great character arc, and you guys are just saying, "Yeah, he's just basically a snack." Yeah. Just a piece of meat. It's just, just a piece of meat. I mean, you know, he is. <laughs> that does help, like I said, but... He is, but that's fine. That's okay. <laughs> Side note. So, we've already established that you've fallen in love with the world of Fallout. And dance. Just, and, yeah, and, and dance. And dance. <laughs> just the world that is dance. <laughs> However, is is there anything specifically apart from that? So, like, the the world building is obviously one thing. Dance is another thing. Is is there anything else that specifically stood out to you that was just like this is for me? I think uh, there's a lot of stuff that there's a there's a really cool video on YouTube that explains um, how the original Fallout's in particular were, were kind of a mishmash of all these different themes and uh, you know genres. Um, you know, like the the retro fifties, the uh, the dark humor. There's a lot of cool. Um, it's, it's just there's a lot of different things that kind of blend together really well in it um and they were all things that i was already interested in like i loved post-apocalyptic stuff i found it really interesting and cool and i loved uh music from that time period and uh, i had a really massive sense of humor so that helps <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it's th- there's just a combination of pretty much everything that i really love um so I just kind of fell in love with that. And like I said, there's other games that I've enjoyed, but it's it's never really stuck with me the way that Fallout has. I can, I can completely respect that. Like the first time I saw the trailer for Fallout 3, because I didn't, I didn't play the other ones beforehand because I was quite young at that point. Mm. Um, the trailer for Fallout 3 just blew me away. I was like, it's like Oblivion, but better. <laughs> Heads explode. Everything's crazy. And it's just, as soon as you, I played it the first time, like obviously the games are like, it's all like this greeny gray and it's all depressing and it's all sad mm. and it's fuck it, it just amazed me it just blew me away yeah i i remember the your... uh, well the first time i played fallout 3 actually the first time i remember getting into it was i i was in uni and um i saw a guy in power armor uh, it was like a wallpaper that you could put on your you know screensaver or whatever um, and I just thought the artwork was amazing. I think it was a guy in Power Armor. He had uh, Washington DC behind him, and it was all ruined. And I just thought that looks awesome. It just, it just spoke to me. I don't know how else to describe it. Um, I had no idea what Fallout was. I just really liked that image. So I had it as my screensaver um, in university for about a month or so. And then the game came out, and I thought, right, I should really give this a go. And I think 
I played it for a bit, I think to the point where you kind of leave the vault. And I thought, oh, this is okay. You know, it's a bit linear and, uh, you know, I, I could probably finish this. But then as soon as I left the vault and it all opened up and yeah. oh, I realized, <laughs> yeah, and, and you realize you can go like literally anywhere and you can do anything. And I remember at the time speaking to a friend of mine on Steam and he was saying, yeah, even, even the potholes on the floor, you can open them and go into underground, you know, sewers and stuff. And even that's there to explore. And I thought, what? The, the, you know, I wasn't used to that amount of freedom. Yeah. So it was just like a turning point for me, I think. And then you loved RPGs, the first person and yeah. third person RPGs forever. Exactly. I was I was playing Spore, I think, before Fallout 3, Spore's which is a completely different game. It is. Yeah. I could not think of more different games. No, exactly. <laughs> it, I think, it, yeah, it just, it completely, well, it opened me up to something completely different and I just, I've loved it ever since. No, I completely get it. So do you have like a rank of your favorite and least favorite Fallout games? Um, or is that a really harsh question? No, it's it's not. Uh, the Brotherhood of Steel PS2 game is absolutely. It's. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to leave that one out. <laughs> just like, we're not going to talk about is that. One really that bad? It's it's yeah. it's terrible, but it's oh, kind God. of. Do I explain what it is first for anyone who doesn't know? Yeah, it's it's like an edgy teenage. I can't describe it. It's so bizarre. It. It doesn't really have that much of a place in any of the other four. Like, there's no consistency with the other games. Um, right. It is it is funny. Like the, the dialogue in it is probably the only thing worth playing it for. Um, <laughs> it's like a twin stick. It's twin stick. Clusterfuck <laughs> is what I'd probably describe it as. It's got Slipknot oh. in it, and I just thought, why? Why? Wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. Slipknot's fine, but I just don't understand why it needed to be in a Fallout game. It just felt really edgy and bizarre. I feel like it was them trying to break into, like, we're cool and hip, mm. and then everyone's just like, get back in your box, you're an RPG. <laughs> Stop it. No one asked for this. <laughs> I never asked for this. <laughs> no, it's... Um, that's basically it. That's, that's probably my least favourite, but I do find it's got a weird charm to it at the same time. I can't describe it. It's such a bizarre game. Um, and then my favourite would probably be Fallout 3. It's a tie between 3 and New Vegas. Um, that's what a lot of people is. say, yeah. Yeah, it's the, the third one probably has a bigger place in my heart because it's my first one. Um, yeah, yeah. but the writing in New Vegas and the, the RPG elements are so good. Which do you, do you play on? So you said Steam, didn't you? So you're a PC gamer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. My brother's got a mod. We've, we've spoken about this before where you, they've someone has joined the two games together. Taylor two ways. Yeah. Yeah. I really want to try that out. I, sh- I should try that out. Yeah. Should definitely do that. I think that's a great way to that go back and the replay. Wanderers edition. <laughs> that and Wanderers edition put together. Yeah. Christ. It's. Whew, it's, a, it's an experience, mammy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's one of the uh, exactly. the perks to playing on a PC is the mods are absolutely insane. Like some of them are, they they give the games a new lease of life. I yeah. think so. Even once you've completed everything and you just want something else to do, that there's so much out there that you can download. Yeah, I've been playing randomizers and it's the same thing. So I've been playing like the old N64 Zelda games with randomizers on. That's so oh, cool. cool. It's so interesting. I've been doing it where every doorway you go in and out of comes out to somewhere else. That's awesome. And then every treasure box is completely randomized. Some of them enemies are randomized. We even had it for, <laughs> we went a bit extreme and we changed like all the speech to be random and all the noises to be random. So when your horse neighed, it was Link screaming and it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yes i want to get into doing more of those. i'm wanting to do more and more pc gaming i think i might build a gaming pc soon i'll give you a hand yes please here you go <laughs> plus plus there we go there are benefits to knowing me they're limited but you know they're yeah. there <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> so what's with the aesthetic of fallout mm. i'm a big fan of power armor yeah so my personal favorite is favorite uh, my personal favorite is <laughs> my personal flavor uh, Mm, I'm not even going to carry on with that one. Uh, I'm not going to tell you what my personal flavor is. So that's for my OnlyFans. Oh. Uh, so my favorite is um, XO1 Power Armor. Is that the Enclave one? It is. So the big old chonky XO1 Chunk Power Chunk. Armor. Chonk boy indeed. What's your favorite Power Armor to look at? Um, Probably the T45. I th- oh gosh, I should know this. I think that's the third game's 
version. It is. Yeah, T forty five. For like, yeah, I just th- this gonna turn into me and Laura just like gushing about how cool Power Armor looked. T- yeah. Sorry, <laughs> it's all right. The T sixty is really cool actually because they they designed it to be more like a walking tank, which is what it was supposed to be. Um, but you know, you've got the limitations of back in the day in Fallout Three, you couldn't really do that. But now that they've managed to to do that in Fallout Four and actually make it into the tank that it's supposed to be, and it feels really weighty and beefy, and oh, I just love it so much. So yeah, I don't know, maybe I it's do- a mix. Between T45 and T60. I like T51, though, just because it's like the winterized variant mm. on Fallout 3 from Operation Anchorage. Yeah, that one's cool. I was just like, holy shit, this is so cool. And it was like, I don't have to use one kind of power armor. <laughs> what is this? And then you've got like the Hellfire armor and you've got, you know. T49's just... cool. I like that one. T49. I don't even know what T49 is. This... It's on Pinterest, Wait, maybe. It, pa- armor <laughs> of the Storyteller, it's called. Uh, it may, I'm oh, sure the storyteller. That's um, that's shoddy cast, I think. Yeah, um, it's got like a hood over the top of it. Yeah, yeah. There, there's shawl. so many different variants to it now, especially with 76. There's there's like tons of skins that you can get. Yeah. Yeah, they're really cool. Like, I just love the idea of these like big suits that you can uh, customize for all these different functions. Yeah. It's like exca- ex- uh, sorry, excavator armor. It, I'm not the biggest fan of it, like the look of it. Like, I still prefer X01. However, it's like the idea that they were using it for, you know, just digging shit up and carrying stuff. Yeah, I, I yeah. think that's kind of like, cool. so cool. Like having the, it's multi-purpose. Yeah, and, and like they've all got a purpose as well. I think what I really like about Power Armor, especially in Fallout, is that um, it's basically military tech. So the US Army was using it before other factions got their hands on it. Um, I, I don't know. I just think that there's, you know, it's it's cool when something has a purpose and a story behind it, rather than it just being there to look cool. Yeah, it's just like, oh, everyone have power armor. You know, it's one of those. <laughs> so it's just like a car, but way way less efficient. <laughs> uh, and is there a, a specific quest line that you like love instead of like obviously Dance's story mm. for you was probably the big one. Um, but is there like a like a side quest or something that you were just like, that's amazing, I want more? I'm trying to think. There was, uh, there was that one in Fallout 3, that Tranquility Lane one. I can say it now. It's not really a spoiler. It's been out for like 11 years. No, yeah. 12 years. <laughs> um, 12 years? 12, God, I know. That's gone so quick. I came out when I was 13. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I think, um, the, yeah, the one with Tranquility Lane where you, you end up in, like, a simulation, I think that's cool. It's, it's, it's like one of those B-movie type things slasher. that... Going ham. <laughs> <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, there's, uh, there's so many quests in Fallout. I, I think I'd really struggle to find a particular... This would be a four-hour podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we're at an hour already. <laughs> we're at an hour. Christ. Um, yeah. Right. Harrison, do you have any questions about the Fallout universe? Uh, I want to know when I'll, I'll kind of roll these into into one question because we're coming to the end of the end of the show now. When did you start gaming, and was it the gaming that caused the arting, or was it the arting that caused the gaming? Um, definitely, the gaming caused the arting. I think you know when I'm thinking uh, thank back you for to adopting it. That, <laughs> that structure of words. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I was a kid, I used to I, I drew, but it wasn't. I didn't take it seriously until I played. I think it was like Crash Bandicoot or Spyro or something, and I just. I, I, it made me the hardcore shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the, the full on stuff. Um, yeah, that kind of kind of gave it a new perspective. I don't know. It just it kind of made me want to draw more. So um, yeah, definitely. I think I started drawing probably when I was about nine. That's when I started to take it seriously. I was always okay. doodling before then, but I think when I started playing games, it's like, oh, you know, people actually make artwork for this. And I was in school looking it up, and I just loved it. It was so cool. Yeah, they're very recognizable characters. When you look at Crash and Spyro and even, you know, Sonic, Mario, they, they've got very particular silhouettes mm. and very bold colors. Yeah, yeah. So to kids, I think it makes you go like, oh my God, that looks awesome. Yeah. I want to replicate that. And then you start making your own, don't you? So I can definitely see why that caused you to start arting. Well, when I was, uh, when I was a kid, I used to go into school and on my lunch breaks, I used to go on uh, on the internet and we had a really crappy old printer and there's one of the character artists i think for crash bandicoot and spyro a guy called uh, charles zambillas 
uh, yeah, him. He uh, <laughs> he had this website, and I would just print out all of his artwork and then take it home and and try and like recreate what he did. And like he he was, it was very sketchy, so you can kind of see how he worked things out, like the shapes of the characters and stuff. So I I think that's kind of where it took off. Oh, cool. Okay. And the school are just like, why is the printing bill so high? <laughs> <laughs> oh god, yeah. In hindsight. <laughs> All those trees They're still gone. looking for the person that's spending all that money. It's like four hundred pounds on pink. <laughs> <laughs> and this is going to be a tough question to answer. Um, I'll give you two quick fire questions. Mm-hmm. So, what's the best creature or monster in Fallout? Uh, centaurs. Centaurs. Oh God, really? Yeah, they're, they're just so creepy. I love them. They're amazing. Okay, that is not the answer I expected. Anyone who doesn't know what a Fallout centaur is, Google okay, it. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're pretty messed up. Oh yeah, up. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah, it's very much like uh, the thing or something out of a Cronenberg film. Yeah, yeah, that's not what I expected. I expected like a death claw. Oh, they, they're cool as well, but I think that there's just something really messed up about centaurs, like the fact that they're just yeah people mashed with a dog and it's all fucked up. I just oh, I love it. It's very fucked. Really up. fucked up. Um, I, I like the Fallout Three Super Mutants. I think. Yeah, that's cool. like I love the design of them how they're like all muscly and then still the skin's like not quite big enough. <laughs> so it's like like clumping them together. Clump. And Sorry, that was a good how word. Many, no, it's all right. And how many hours total do you think you spent in the Fallout universe? Oh, She's still in games. it. Jesus in her mind. Christ. How so far, roughly. It doesn't have to be like, you know, I've spent exactly three hundred and twenty six hours in Well. If you consider that I've been playing them since 2008, um, probably over a thousand easily. Most, wow. most most of it has probably gone into Fallout 3 in New Vegas and 4 um, when it was modded. Um, yeah, I, I would say probably close to 2,000, I would guess. I think Bethesda should get onto you and be like, hey, do you want to come? <laughs> yeah, make an official <laughs> <Yeah>. comic. <laughs> yeah, do you want to make an official comic? Oh, and that also, would be the dream. You know come on and advise us on what we should we should do next because you clearly know this game better than anyone else yeah. in the world well actually I, I couldn't i couldn't say that for sure i've got a few friends who are absolute law experts and they've been helping me out a lot with the uh, the comic making sure i don't kind of you know that it makes sense so um yeah <laughs> there's still a lot that i don't even know so it's it's that big of a game a lot to learn. I do find myself on the wiki sometimes, just like, huh, I wonder what this is. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's so much it's got stuff. It's so interesting. Yeah. I've got one more question for you about something else, actually. So you have pet rats, don't you? I do, yes. Now, how many rats do you have? I have five. Wow. Five, five rats. That is way more than I expected. <laughs> I expected, like, two. How many rat children do you have? All the rats are my children. <laughs> All the rats. Now, we started off with two, but it started to grow. I mean, that... It's like, it's like I collect them or something. They're just so cute. No, they're just, um, we did have two at the beginning and then uh, we, we just kept buying bigger cages and just... It's like Pokemon cards. Like, this one's a shiny. <laughs> <laughs> I hear they're like pocket dogs. Yeah. They're, they're like the same temperament as dogs. They, they have... But they're just really small. Yeah, I mean, right. they've got a lot of bad rep, I think. Um, like I was I was saying to you earlier about, uh, you know... You, it's it's one thing to look at a feral rat and think, oh my god, it's filthy. But you know, pet rats—they're so sweet and they're so uh, in- intelligent, and they're, they're lovely. Honestly, I'd recommend yeah, them. A plague will do that to your reputation, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a plague every now and again kind of like brings it down. Well, I yeah. think yeah. we're doing a better job at spreading a plague at the moment. Than we are, yeah. All these pool shots parties that are happening today that I've just seen on Twitter. Oh Christ, I know. Sh- shots fired yeah. at the entirety of humanity. There. Yeah. <laughs> Let's move away from the corona. We're trying to not keep that in our episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I hear that they're like really affectionate and they're just really nice. They are. So, yeah. yeah, they're lovely pets. It's really cool. Oh, I think we should get some some rats for the podcast. What do you think? Yeah, pod rats. I'm up for that. Pod rats. Yeah, you can have a little mascot. Pod cats and pod rats. Yeah. yeah. I've got yeah. two questions left, which are our typical episodes we ask every guest that comes on the show from last week because we thought we better get some like staple questions that we ask every time to gauge Mm -hmm. so are you ready i am okay so if you were in a fighting game what would your moves be (laughs) oh (laughs) falling on my ass (laughs) (laughs) um is it like splash from 
magic card in Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. There's like no effect. That's probably like Dal Sim from Street Fighter 2 with the stretchy limbs, but my, <laughs> limbs, my limbs are just that long anyway, so I wouldn't have to stretch. I, I'd say drop kick, actually. That's straight up drop kick. Straight up drop button. kick. Hell yeah. X, X Y B A, just straight up drop kick everywhere. <laughs> there was no jump, no, nope. only drop kick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Depending on your philosophical tilt, I suppose the first half of a drop kick is a jump. It depends if you're just falling to kick. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> what? How? What is this conversation? I don't know. So the, the next question <laughs> is: If you could take a character from one game and play as them in any other game, who would it be, and what would the game be? Um, I'd probably I'd take Spyro. Because I think he's such an endearing character and he's so fun to play as because he's got wings yeah. and he can breathe fire. I love playing as Spire. I, like, I just love those games. If I could drop him into a Fallout game. Yeah, I was going to say Fallout or Skyrim yeah. would probably be good for Skyrim. For, uh, for yeah, that'd be cool. So yeah, chuck Spyro in Skyrim and then you can do like duels with the dragons or something. That sounds awesome. That'd be really cool. I'd, pl- I'd definitely play that. Someone mod this. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Do there it. is a mod out there. You can get Thomas the Tank Engine mods, all sorts for Skyrim. Yeah, you can. We did a full episode about stupid mods. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> right then. So I think that just about wraps it up. It does indeed. So Laura, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you on all the socials or anything you want to shout out? Yeah, sure. I mean, if you wanted to have a look at my comic art stuff, uh, you can find me at Laura J Art on Twitter, Instagram, and uh, my website's called laurajart.com, so you find me on there as well. Awesome. And, Sweet, and Jordan, we'll make sure to put links in the show notes and stuff. Yeah, we'll do that for show. Fail show. For show. Fail show. Ooh, we forgot to do recommends. Oh, yes, the weekly recommends. Do you want to go you first? You go first, Harrison. <laughs> I was going to say, let the guest go first. So we both have time to scramble and come up with something. <laughs> yes, because I had forgot to do one because I did it on the other episode. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, Laura, take it away. Make it as long as possible, please. <laughs> All right. Fine. I know this is going to sound really, you know, you know where this is going to go, but I'm, I am going to recommend Fallout 76 only because yeah. when it came out, it barely worked on my PC and I could barely play it, but now it's really good. And I think it's got so much bad press and it doesn't deserve it now it used to but it doesn't know um so yeah i would recommend playing that game um if you can get it on pc you know play it with your friends it's cool it's fun and there's some really nice uh you know new quests like wastelanders and stuff in there that you know you could try out amazing uh, I'll, I'll back that up I, d- I did play a bit afterwards because i think i messaged you and asked if you wanted to play some mm. uh and then i got on i think you were just finishing up a quest to someone else and then within like five minutes, I'd like all F forward. Just like I've just realised, I have no like desire to play this game whatsoever. <laughs> and then I went back again, like tried to force myself, and I did enjoy what I played. Yeah, it's there's like some cool stuff. It's come a long way from what it was. Um, I, th- I think it's yeah, it's completely different from what I remember. I mean, when I first started playing it, it was really glitchy. There was just it, it barely ran on my PC. But since it went on Steam, it's it's been fine. Do you, do you want me to go next, Harrison? Uh, yeah, go for it. I've got mine, but you're welcome to go next. Ah, cool. I was trying to like throw you a bone in case you'd not quite managed yet. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I'm going to recommend an album this week. Ooh. Okay. Um, so it's by an American musician called Rob Scallon. Okay. Or Scallon, or however you say it. Scallion. I've just ordered the vinyl for it. Scallion. <laughs> we, call, we call him Rob, Rob, Rob Spring, Spring Onion, Onion in the UK. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, so... Um, the album is called Anchor, so A-N-C-H-O-R, uh, and he basically, the, the main song on it is called Anchor, and it's played on an eight-string guitar. Nice. Uh, I've been watching a bunch of his YouTube videos, everything like that. He's just such a fucking wholesome guy. Oh, wait, I know, yeah, I know his channel. I've just realized I, did, I know his channel. Yeah, he does loads of weird stuff, but it's just like, he's so wholesome, and he's like the main reason I've started learning guitar again, yeah. like to actually attempt it, just because like... The stuff he makes is beautiful. I've just ordered the vinyl and stuff like that. I'm just... He, he yeah, did a um, a gent battle with another YouTuber <laughs> and it was fucking hilarious and they played on like 24 string guitars, I think. Yes. I've, there's loads he's done. He's like... I think he played... I forgot what the name of the instrument is, but it's like a 13 string classical Japanese instrument. Oh, right. Play with like oh, a, a, a shamisen. Something like yeah. that, I think. Nice. Yeah. Um, and watching him and some 
other musician from like Japan who don't know how to speak each other's language, but are able to like play music together is just like so fucking cool to watch. And he's such like an endearing dude. I just, I can't. Oh, that's it, cool. It's just, uh, I, I, my love, <laughs> my heart, my soul. Really, just really cool. My soul. Okay. Okay. Harrison, so my recommend you? is going to be a song. So I've come across an artist that. When I first heard the music, it was when I was researching for the Mothman episode. And I, I, I felt like, well, I clicked it thinking it was a video about the Mothman because the track is called Mothman and the artist is called Psychic, but it's spelled S-I-C-K-I-C-K. So like sick-ick. And I felt like I shouldn't have liked the song really, but there's something about it that was just really interesting. And he uses a lot of like old monster movie sounds in it. So like it starts with the predator sound. And then he mentions, who does he mention now? Jigsaw, Samara, Jason, Freddy, and The Thing. It's like he's rapping and he mentions them all, which is really cool. And then the main track that I want to, people to listen to is a song called Mercury Man, which is just, it's really interesting. And the video is beautiful. It's all like floating in space and there's like weird colored planets and stuff. And there's a definite 2001 reference in there that I was just like, yep, right. Okay. Like that. <laughs> this is mine. No, I love yeah, this. So I like this. This is my song. So yeah, it's called psychic <laughs> spelled psychic and it is mercury man. And just as we end, we have to give a massive shout out as we've just hit 3000 followers Yay! live on air as we're recording. Oh shit. Yeah. So shout out to spirit. Oh, the winds on Twitter. You are our 3000th follower. If you're listening to this, let us know your address and we'll send you out one of our limited edition foil stickers as the same to at Neptune Virtua because you are 299th. Let us know your address and we'll send one out to you as well. Ooh, shit. On the on the 24th of May, like quarter past six. Yep. Damn. 3K, like, bro. Fucking 3K. Milestones. Yeah. Aren't you glad you were here for this? Laura? Nice one, guys. That's awesome. Yes, thank you. Wait, Laura's there with like 8 billion I know, yeah, followers. loads of fucking followers. <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. Yes. That humble laugh. Oh, I haven't got that many <laughs> this followers. This is my humble laugh. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, so that's two guests in in uh, a day and both of them genuinely incredible. Lovely. Oh, thank you guys so much beings. for having me on. I really appreciate it. It's been such it's okay. a okay. You're welcome back anytime. If you've ever got like... If you're doing more with the comic, if you've got anything you want to plug, just come on. We'll come on for a chat, just to catch up, whatever. You're always welcome. Amazing. Thank yeah. you so much. Especially when we've got the uh, the studio again. Yes. We'll definitely yeah, have you Yeah, that'd over. be awesome. I'd love that. Right. Let's sign off, guys. Sweet. We'll see you soon. Check us out everywhere on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and all that biz at Grief Burrito. Have an amazing day. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.